What up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan. And I'm Caleb. And we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot, a bit of the nerd life. All right, this week on the podcast, we'll be talking about some adventures in hunting. Uh, we got some Valentine's Day pops coming up. Um, and then over in Blu-rays, we got a, a special movie coming out this week that um, I have already picked up because this movie is fantastic. Uh, and then through the wall, we got some news about Dark Phoenix, which sadly is not good. Nope. Really it is, is not. Bad. Yeah. Whew. Um, and then this week's sneak peeks, we got our first trailer for Child's Play, uh, the 2019 remake. Uh, we got our second trailer for Happy Death Day to You, which actually opens up tomorrow, I think. The 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Cool. Um, and then we got our newest look at Aladdin, where we got to finally see Will Smith's genie. And we have thoughts. Yes. <laughs> lots and lots of thoughts. Um, and then our main event will be our All Bros breakdown of Bohemian Rhapsody. So, yeah. What do you say we get to it? Let's do it. All right. All right, so in, vent- in Adventures in Hunting, um, Funko has announced these uh, new kind of like Valentine's Day um, sets that they're coming out with. They're going to, looks like, going to be available at both Target and Hot Topic. Um, so it's going to come in like classic like Disney pairs. So we got um, Donald and Daisy. We got um, Stitch, and I don't know his girlfriend's name. I didn't realize he had a girlfriend. I it didn't. Like, I, feel like ha- I that... don't think it happened until the show. In the show, yeah, that's dumb. The show was good. though. The show was good, yeah. but that, it's still a dumb. Th- like that's not an iconic pair. Yeah, like it's, I'm trying it... to think of someone else you could have done. That was like that's Disney related. Mm, is... I mean, they've already done Ariel and Prince Eric. Dude, I would have loved them to do Goofy and um, isn't it Clarabelle? Oh, that would be so cool. Right? Dude. That would be so per- much better than Stitch and what's perfect. They, have, they already have Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Daisy, so why not give Mickey his... his um... You mean Goofy? Sorry, Goofy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like they already did give Mickey his. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give uh, Goofy his um, other half. I don't know what wording I'm trying to say here. But... Is that... Was that really like a, a pairing? I think so. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Goofy and Clarabelle. At least that's what it was in the Three Musketeers. Okay. Uh, I think we can go off that. Then. Okay. All right. Okay. Works for me. Um, and then the other one that we have. So, so it's Donald and Daisy, Mickey and Minnie, uh, Stitch and his girlfriend. I'm sure it's like six something. Usually always is. Um, and then we have uh, Pongo and Purdy. From 101 Dalmatians. That's cool. Yeah. Um, is the Mickey and Minnie one new? I don't... Because I'm pretty sure I've seen that yeah, one Yeah, I think I have too. So that might be a reissue. But I, I, I do not exactly know. I know I d- the one that I definitely want the most out of this one is Donald and Daisy. Because I want a Donald Funko Pop so bad. So I'll be on the lookout for that one especially. Yeah, I think I might get uh, Braille for Valentine's Day, the, the Mickey and Minnie one. Yeah. Aw, that was sweet. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Even though she's not super into Funko Pops. Maybe. I I don't I haven't decided what I'm gonna do yet because yeah. it's just come to light that she doesn't really like Valentine's Day. Oh. And I've been making a, a, a big a, a big ish deal of it every year. Oh. And it just came to light that she doesn't. So, like so, it. so this is like the first time where you can actually kind of step it down a little bit. You don't have to step it up. Mm-hmm, probably. <laughs> Damn. When does that happen? When I've had to step down? No, like that never happens to a guy. It's usually he has to step up. But in this case, you have to step down a little bit. I do because I'm the hopeless romantic of the relationship. <laughs> and right. hopeless is the key word there. <laughs> Uh, funny. Um, all right. Uh, with so that's it for pops. Um, but with Blu-rays, uh, the movie that we are actually reviewing on this episode came out today, Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, my uh friend Sammy was uh thankfully so cool to pick me up an extra copy of the Steelbook this morning because I wasn't able to make it out to Best Buy because I worked. Um, so I was able to get that after I got off, and it's a great Steelbook. It looked beautiful. Um. And what I love, it's the uh, 4K plus Blu-ray plus digital copy, and it was only thirty dollars. That's really good. That's not bad, yeah. Especially for this movie. Yeah. Right. So, very glad that I picked up the Steelbook, but uh, they uh, but they also have just the regular Blu-ray, the regular 4K, and then Target has a uh, Digibook, which looks very nice as well. Um, but that's just the regular Blu-ray. That's the only bad thing about that. Just, just the regular Blu-ray. It would have been nice if it was 4K, but usually I'm a steel put, a steel book kind of guy. I usually don't go for digi digi books unless it's like DC. So, yeah. But very glad that I picked up this movie and very much looking forward to breaking it down later in the episode. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Should we jump through through uh, the, the the? I cannot talk on this episode. But that's usually the case on most episodes. Let's face it, right? <laughs> um, so with through the wall news, um, Caleb knows more about this. Um, we've had some Dark Phoenix test screenings already, and things aren't looking good. No, they are not. Um, so there is a critic that has gone through and seen three different test viewings. Because the original release date of The Dark Phoenix was supposed to be November 2018. But because of how badly their test screenings did, then they went and did some reshoots. And the reshoots are freaking hard for X-Men movies. Or at least in the Fox world, because they freaking chose a shit ton of A-listers. So a lot of the schedules didn't line up, so they went and did as much reshoots as they could, uh, pushed back the release date for Dark Phoenix to February 14th, 2019, which is in two days. Uh, test screening. I don't know if they can make it. No, test screenings didn't do well for, <laughs> for that either. Uh, so they got pushed once again to uh june 7th and that's where they're staying okay for now for now (laughs) and the test screenings for the release of june 7th also not doing well oh shit and the dude said that each screening was just awful 
and compared this movie to be in line or maybe worse than Fan Four Stick. Yeah, no shit, right? Dude. Ah. This is not going to be a movie that I'm going to go see opening weekend. No, me neither. If it's this bad, I'd be surprised if I even catch it on a five buck Tuesday. So, with the acquisition of Fox to Disney, what do you think Disney should do with the X Men? Because I have a, I have thoughts, but I don't know how well it would do um, with my idea. I don't know. I really don't have any like where I'm thinking Disney can take it. I'm really glad that um, Disney's uh, CEO right now, isn't it Bob Iger? Yeah. Uh, came out and said that Deadpool will continue to be rated R, which was like music to my ears. And like he was saying how uh, even some other Marvel properties could be rated R as well. Yeah. So He's just, he says that the, uh, the branding for that is just going to be very specific. Okay. So it's probably not going to fall under the Marvel MCU brand. Yeah. It's going to fall under like a, marvel at night <laughs> or something like that <laughs> i li- dude i like that they should go with that that's great um you know when i heard that i was like thank you thank you for keeping deadpool rated r um but i don't know if this movie's like really that bad like if it's as bad as fantastic four or fan four stick whatever i don't even know if you can really take the x-men in a direction that audience are gonna audiences are still gonna be on board for not even for the mcu i don't know if you stick with the young i don't know if they did if so my thoughts were if they were to introduce x-men into the mcu complete recast complete so do you do you want them to still stick with like the young versions or are we talking like the older versions I kind of like the older, so maybe like later 20s for most of them. Okay. And then Wolverine could just be whatever age. <laughs> whatever age makes sense for his aging to just kind of stop. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair. Um, But Professor X and Magneto need to be old, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But complete overhaul. Everyone that's ever been involved in a Fox x-men property cannot get continued i i was thinking maybe sophie turner and maybe like james mcavoy but james mcavoy is doing plenty good on his own so he can get he can get kicked out every (laughs) every all the a-listers can get kicked out they need to bring people that maybe we don't know because i think the issue is they're having all this like all this freaking uh celebrity power and not like they don't know what to do with all of it yeah no kidding so they need to freaking pull the reins back on uh on the star power a little bit maybe the only big name that you need is professor x and wolverine and then everyone else just kind of be people no one else knows yeah kind of like how chris pratt was a little bit before guardians like you you knew of him but you just you he was still like 
a B-lister. Yeah, like you didn't think that he could actually carry a movie. Yeah, yeah. So like that that needs to happen with other people. Like get okay. go find some B-listers and bring them into the X-Men. Comic accurate suits no matter yes. freaking what. <laughs> Like, I wouldn't even be mad if they brought the ones that they had at the end of Age of Apocalypse into the MCU. Those were perfect. And the reason, and I don't get why, (laughs) I don't get why they're not using those. Okay, can can I stop you for a minute? What did you call the movie? Did I call Age of Apocalypse? Yes, you did. so Oh my gosh. Uh, I had Age of Ultron on the mind. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> okay. I just did. I mean, I'm not saying that's a thing wrong. I, I really enjoy Age of Ultron. <laughs> um, But, okay. <laughs> Age, of, Age, of, uh, Age of Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. <sighs> I mean, I feel Shit. that title would have worked as well instead it, of just it, X-Men it Apocalypse. Honestly. <laughs> Dude, I'm so <laughs> Dude, even like when I said it, I was just like I went with it, but I knew something didn't feel right about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, continue. Are you failing me for that? I'm not even gonna be mad if you do. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be nice. No, I'm not gonna do it. Well, we don't do the fail points to be nice. Well, I'm being nice on this one. I'm not failing you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um. Anyway, where was I? Suits. The suits, they need to bring them back from Apocalypse. Yes, I completely, yeah. And I don't understand why they're not using them in this movie. Yeah, right? Are you shitting me? You had the perfect comic book accurate suits. Yeah. And we only get to see them for like half a second. And then you just throw them away. And then you just throw them away for shitty suits. Like you're going back to like... The like, first X Men yeah. movie, yeah, basically, except shittier. <laughs> <laughs> if that's even freaking possible, apparently it is. Oh, that, that was amazing. Like, I like those suits a lot better than I like these. Uh, these just look like like someone just strapped an X to a leather jumpsuit. Dude, I gotta watch the trailer again because I only watched it once because I'm really not that interested in this movie it doesn't look that good dude it apparently it's not (laughs) (laughs) so the trailers aren't lying yeah i mean i didn't have high hopes for this movie at all (sighs) and now that i know that it's in line that is i'm not going to base my prejudgment off of a critic because i know critics can be a little harsh Yes, but comparing it to Fan Four Stick, that's a oh, that's that's that scares just, me. Like even if someone that someone's opinion that I didn't trust at all compared it to Fan Four Stick, I'd be like, oh, maybe, maybe like maybe this is bad. Like that's saying a lot, and this is coming from someone who had like some weird urge to see Fan Four Stick and realized in the middle of it why I hated it so much. Dude, I watched it in theaters, so I regret well, we it. Watched it in theaters. We did. I'm pretty sure we did. I swear I saw that movie solo. Uh, I remember seeing it in theaters. 
Because I think I'm I, not sure I went if it to was go, with you or not. I think I went and saw Soul because I think my car was getting worked on and I didn't have anything else to do. So I'm like, oh, let's go see Fantastic Four. That was a bad decision. That's why it doesn't deserve to be called Fantastic Four. Yeah, it's Fan Four Stick. Like, after seeing that movie, the original Fantastic Four and Rise of the Silver Surfer Those look bumped like... up. <laughs> <laughs> Those look like MCU quality superhero movies compared, <laughs> compared to, freaking... to Fan Fa- Fan Stick. Yeah. And it sucks because you had a really good group of actors to play the actual Fantastic Four. What happened, Fox? I know. I mean, it, if they could have pulled off the Human Torch better, like, he, I wouldn't have even been mad with... Uh, with him playing, or Michael B. Jordan, oh, Michael playing, B. Jordan. playing a he was fan, one of the torch. best parts. He was. The worst part was probably <sighs> was the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No, but one of the more awful parts was the thing. Yeah, that he just looked like garbage. Yeah, uh, even um some of like. The parts where uh, Mr. Fantastic had to like actually like stretch like the when like when he had to like I think reform his face after like changing it that looked ooh, heavy CGI yeah yeah and like even like him like outstretching his arm looked really heavy CGI so that's why I really liked what they did with the original Fantastic Four I love the way his body would stretch yeah like but... he wasn't just stretching his arms. Or, like, cha- I mean, but, morphing his face. He would, like, stretch his entire body. Yeah, that's true. I mean, looking back at the CGI, that doesn't hold up that well. But no, at but least it holds with... up a hell of a lot better than <laughs> yeah. Fan Four Stick. <laughs> at least with that, I felt like, okay, that's that's Mr. Fantastic. That And Lone Gruffid was really good as um, Reed Richards. Dude, he was so good. Yeah. They could they could bring him back. I wouldn't even be mad. I would love to see him back as Reed Richards. Because he my, he's my favorite part of the Fantastic Four films. That'd um, be really cool if they did, like... If they didn't bring him back as like Fan- Mr. Fantastic, if they cast uh, John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic, I would love. And to then see they him. cast, uh, what's his name, Lowen? What? What? What was the original Fantastic? Mr. Oh, Fantastic? Lone Gruffid. Lone. Yeah, Lone. Lone. Okay. And if they brought him back as like Doctor Doom, <laughs> I'd be down for that. Right. Okay, but who would play? Okay, wait, no, sorry, I'm like going off to like a dream, dream, dreamcast here. Sorry, let's get, let's get, let's get back to X Men. Okay, sorry. The I don't like what they've done with the X Men. I don't. The either. first X Men, X Men X Two and X Three weren't great, but I could live with it. X Men, I think, is considered one to me. It's one of the best superhero movies the first one yeah i'll give you that yeah. it's that really good it's x2 eh. yeah x2 is good x3 like uh, there's i think the biggest problem with x3 there's way too much going on there is there's like, so much like, going way on way too many characters like there there was no point in introducing angel R- really no point yeah other uh, than to save that one dude and yeah. just be like oh look it's just, it's just to give the the fans that little nerdgasm. Yeah, basically. Um, if they do an X Men movie in the MCU, they need to focus on the main characters that we know. Yes, Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey, Storm, 
Nightcrawler. Yeah, you need Nightcrawler. Magneto. Yeah. Professor X. Beast. Yeah, you need Beast. But I think that isn't that kind of really it. And maybe Angel. But Quicksilver. No, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson's your Quicksilver. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I don't know. I might actually like Aaron Taylor Johnson's version better than the one in X Men: Days of Future Past. I do. I, I, I have no shame. Like, like I do. Yes, yeah. his running scenes were better, but he was unrealistically fast. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> true. That's very true. Very, very true. And I think what they need to do with uh, characters like uh, like Wolverine, they need to not do what what they did with Hugh Jackman and make him freaking like a bodybuilder ripped as shit human being. Because like, I think I he... love, like Bri- Brielle's even says she prefers how he looked in X One. He was fit, but he wasn't like chiseled. <laughs> I think, like, even for some movie, some of the movies, like, Hugh Jackman, like, actually, like, went to, like, kind of, weren't they, like, kind of, like, uh, like, bad extremes to get into shape? Like, they were kind of dangerous? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that and kinda, that they looked, me. visually, he looked incredible. Like, yeah, he looked like a beefcake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I prefer how he looked in the first three X-Men. I, where I he would wasn't freaking chiseled. But he wasn't like fat. I'd say. I mean, I think my favorite version of him is in Logan. Okay, I'll give you that. Like, I'll give you. He that. looked fantastic in that one. He did. But if we're going like Wolverine, the uh, Wolverine that we know, yeah, I prefer him in the I, first. I, X-Men. I do too. Like I loved how, like I thought when they continued it that he was going to stay how he looked like he looked realistically <laughs> fit yeah but like, then jump jump to like x-men origins wolverine and yeah like... i'm like that's a little unrealistic <laughs> for anyone <laughs> like i'm pretty sure even hugh jackman was just like i can't do this all day <laughs> guys uh, but like i loved how he was like hairy yeah because that's like an too. iconic thing of wolverine he's a hairy dude yeah and then they like shaved his body like the only thing they really kept from any of the original was the hair. Yeah, yeah, it was just the hair and the claws. That's it. Yeah, but I, I like, like I. That's why I liked uh, Superman in Justice League because he was hairy. Yeah. Like, like I don't relate with a lot of like freaking Thor, where it looked <laughs> like he was chiseled from freaking marble. I don't know, Same dude. With, like, Henry Cavill is like he is ripped. Like holy shit, he is. He is. Like, but he's also hairy. Yeah. And coming from someone that is also hairy, like <laughs> it was also it was kind of nice to see. And every time I watch X Men and see Wolverine without his shirt on, I'm just like, I could get there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> yeah, but then I see like Thor and Captain America, and I'm like, Ugh, no. <laughs> That's just completely like, out of, out there for me. Don't put yourself on Chris Evans' level. I don't know if you'll ever get there. Yeah, like I'm, my, I'm totally kidding. Like my body, I'm kidding, bro. Dude, I'm not even. Just, I like, never will either. Yeah, like that's just complete. That's like just so out of reach for me. 
<laughs> Dude, same. I, I'll never. I don't think. I'm. I could reach like Chris Pratt level. I don't think Chris Hemsworth level or Hugh Jackman level. Chris Pratt is doable. Chris Pratt's a little out there for me. For R- me, I disagree. Like my body goals are like Hugh Jackman, first X Men. <laughs> okay. And then maybe like a fatter Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> Like later down the line, but like I I played um Assassin's Creed uh Syndicate and that like there's one so one of the uh, the assassins um that you play as you can go into a, like a fighting ring yeah and he has kind of like that Hugh Jackman body his arms are are really big and he like big chest and then he j- he doesn't have like a six pack he has like a like a fit body, like it looks like it would be like solid, yeah. But it's not like freaking. There are no abs. Oh. It's just like kind of an old timey strong man. Okay. Kind of look. All right. That like I feel like that's realistic for me. Like I'm like I, yeah. Like even my grandpa sense. in his prime, yeah. When he was working out all the time because he was in the freaking Marines, no abs. Really. Yeah. And my dad, same thing. When he was in his prime, no abs. Huh. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, maybe Elbers aren't meant to have abs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's the same thing with roses. I don't know. <laughs> I have to look into that. <laughs> look at family history. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, if, are abs possible? <laughs> oh, yeah, but they freak. I feel Hugh Jackman could have gone on. As Wolverine, if they would have kept his body level the like, same give, as X Men, like, give the dude a break, <laughs> just, just just a little bit, <laughs> just give him a sandwich. Yeah, right. <laughs> Seriously though, yeah, because like these people, when they have shirtless scenes, they have to go like on a fast the day before. Yeah, and that's insane. I'd be like, screw you guys, I'm eating my sandwich today. Yeah. It's like I'm sorry, but Wendy's is calling. Okay. Yeah, like Chris Pratt now. Or maybe in, like, Infinity War. <laughs> Realistic. But, like, in Guardians of the Galaxy, no. The first Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, no. But when they were making fun of him for getting a little fatter. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I feel ya. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, I feel your pain. Like that's, Oh, yes, I Like, do. that's, like, the body that I could build. Uh, big arms, so, yeah. decent chest, no abs, but, like, a firm gut. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta work on that. Yeah, my my gut's like the furthest from firm. <laughs> I mean, it's firm after I eat. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was pretty funny. <laughs> oh shit! We'll get there together, bro. Hell yeah! All right. So, any final thoughts on the Dark Phoenix? Test screenings go going horribly wrong. I hope that that dude is just kind of over exaggerating, and it's not. I mine. hope. Oh, I pray it's not as bad as Fan Four Stick. But I don't see it being even close to the top X Men movies. No, I don't. But I mean, it was kind of because, like, when the f- I think it was the second trailer for X Men Apocalypse came out, like I was. St- 
stoked. Like, I thought it was such a great trailer. I was freaking stoked. When the movie came out, I was like, okay, that, that was pretty good. It wasn't as, like, pumped as I thought it was going to be, like, when I got when I first saw the trailer. But it was still very good. Like, Days of Future Past is definitely better. Mm-hmm. But I still really enjoyed it. So I'm hoping it's, like... Like, I hope it's the complete opposite, that I hated the trailer, but I, I really do enjoy the movie. I'm really hoping it's like that. Agreed. I'm praying. <laughs> Agreed. I, I hope I enjoy it, but because of how terrible the reviews are right yeah, now, not just I'm say not that my hopes are it. not high. Yeah, they're yeah. not. Like, it may be a stretch for me to even go see this on, like, a $5 Tuesday. Yes, yeah, same. Absolute same. Like, I, if anything, I might... So... I might wait for it to come out on DVD. If the reviews get a little bit better, say, so mean you're gonna wait for me to buy it. I might get it from Redbox. Honestly, I, I might uh, not want. Oh either my gosh, of us you're to not gonna it. make me go through that pain, dude. I, I'm. You already bought Fan Four Stick <laughs> twice, so yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna mention your point about Dark Phoenix. <laughs> good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. And I was shut like, up. so tempted to buy the Steel Book too. <laughs> Yeah, you don't get a bitch and complain about buying bad movies when you've bought that but one twice. But the steelbook was so cool. The four looks so cool on the front. Cool. Still a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, don't even. <laughs> don't even pretend like Dark Phoenix would be your worst purchase. Yeah, true. Fan four stick is just a couple steps above Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's tr- I still have not seen that movie fully. Super Mario Brothers? Yeah. I don't really plan I to. I have. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's rough. Ugh. If you want to um if you have you like ever wondered like the like whole like um uh like what went to getting that movie made? No. I have what? no interest in knowing. <laughs> no, dude, it's actually very interesting. Look up the gaming historian Super Mario Brothers movie. I'll send you the link. Okay. It's actually very interesting. Some shit went down during the making of that movie. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like, um, ba- I bet Nintendo's just like, we want nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> well, was Nintendo no, pushing? No, Ooh. Nintendo was pushing for a Mario Brothers movie. And, like, literally, when they uh, first. Because I think, like, it went through, like, three scripts. And, like, when they put in, like, the last one, Nintendo's like, oh my goodness, we love this. Um. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, like, yeah, this could work, maybe in like animation, but not in live action. Most video games cannot work in live action. Dude, could you imagine signing off on a script and realizing that it was live action, like after it's almost done being made? Yeah. Like if I was if I was the head of Nintendo and yeah. the person that signed off on that. And then they're just like, all right, cool. And then I'm like, uh, who are these guys? <laughs> Dude, Bob Hoskins and almost like pretty much everyone a part of it, when they're asked, oh, you know, like if there's like one movie you could take off your resume, what would it be? First answer, Super Mario Brothers. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, my, yeah, that's fair. It's a fair answer. Yeah, I wouldn't want I that bet on that my like, record either. <laughs> Ah, uh, because like, I think like for some of like the driving scenes when Luigi's like driving the trunk, John Lukozama was actually drunk, like legit. Like he actually like accidentally... you'd have to to make it that movie <laughs> because of how drunk he was or something. Uh, he uh, slammed Bob Hoskins like thumb into in, in the door to where like for like the remainder of the filming of the movie, Bob Hoskins had to wear a uh, 
cast and they had to like hide it in post-production i don't think they did a great job because i think you can notice in some shots but yeah <laughs> they would actually like Gosh. they would actually sometimes get drunk before <laughs> shots were going to be to were going to take place yeah dude you gotta watch yeah, the video it's funny it. i'm definitely going to now. yeah dude it, it's very interesting like what what happened in the making of this movie <laughs> dude could you imagine being the guy that signed off on that because you know it wasn't the head of nintendo that signed off on that no that was one of their marketing people yeah their ass got fired (laughs) (laughs) well can the same like are you shitting me can the same thing be said for the person that thought it was a good idea after seeing all of these uh, video game based movies bombing that sonic the hedgehog would work in live action oh that person needs to get fired too (laughs) yeah hardcore Like, like if mario didn't work what makes you think that Sonic is going to work? Yeah. No shit. No shit. Uh, and Mario's bigger than Sonic. I'm sorry. Mario mm. is bigger than Sonic. So, Dude, n- Mario would would work better in a live action if it was like, if he was animated like Sonic was, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm Maybe. glad that they're actually just doing like an animated film. I think Illumination has said that they're shooting for a 2020 release. I wish a different studio would have gotten it. Um, but I mean, Illumination has more winners than losers, so I guess we'll find out. Fair. Yeah, so you don't get a bitch about <laughs> buying Dark Phoenix yeah, when you bought okay. Fanforstic. Okay, I'm just Asshole. not spending $20 on it. It will be a $15 purchase. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on before I freaking lose my shit again. <laughs> all right. This week's sneak peeks. First up, we got Child's Play. What did you think? I really liked it. I, I liked how they so didn't show too much of Chucky. Yeah, they literally showed like nothing. All they showed was um, like him. Literally, the biggest like shot we got of Chucky was him grabbing grabbing like the uh, overalls. Mm-hmm. That's literally all we saw. That is all we saw. Yeah, and then and, like the or silhouette then the shot of him in the back. With yeah, the, the green, yeah, red like hair. the silhouette at the end, which was really cool. I'm really glad they didn't show him in full. Um, I'm just like so scared to hear his voice. Yeah, because <sighs> considering how long Brad Dorff has been doing the voice of Chucky, I'm I'm really scared that I'm gonna get like a high pitched voice, and it's not going to work one bit for Chucky. The entire movie is going to be performed with his good, his good guy voice. No, dude, <laughs> if oh, don't even like put that thought into my head, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> uh, so we talked about this earlier about who we thought could do the voice because we don't know. Yeah. So you mine was wanted, out of uh, like a joke, but but if you really like, think, think about it, it, it would work. It might work, yeah. Uh, mine was Willem Dafoe. That um, would be a real good one, yeah. Especially if they did just deepened up his Green Goblin voice a little bit, yeah. That'd be like super solid. I'd be so on board. Yeah, um, and then and mine was uh, my pick, and this was not a joke, was Mark Hamill. Which I would still be on board for, especially if it was kind of like, uh, like the Joker, but maybe a little deeper, deeper Joker. Yes, not such a maniacal laugh. Yeah, no. So maybe just like pull the reins back on his on the laugh a little bit. <sighs> I'm gonna miss Brad Dorff's laugh so much. 
Yeah. That's, can we, can that's we just like use one. uh like the laugh from like previous child's play movies? Is 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 that okay? Can we just put the laugh in? I'd be okay yeah, with that. Yeah, I'd be okay with that too. I like, don't care if I you reuse who... the laugh. Dude, I th- thought the exact same thing about uh Jared Leto. I hated his laugh. Oh, I did too. But and I was like, you could totally just dub over with Mark Hamill's laugh. I wouldn't be mad in the slightest. I wouldn't be either, because Mark Hamill has the best Joker laugh in my opinion. Yeah, like there's no one. He's pro- there's no one that has a better laugh. Than no, him. Uh-uh. like him and Heath Ledger are tied for the best Joker performance. In my okay, opinion. performance. Yes, I was thinking you were gonna say laugh. I no, was gonna say no. performance. <laughs> no, no. Mark Hamill's number one. Heath Ledger's probably number two when it comes to laugh. Maybe like one and a half. Yeah, he's just that good. Yeah, I I now if it was laugh, Mark Hamill has the best. Oh yeah, next one in line, Jack Nicholson. I, you know, I haven't seen Batman in years. I gotta rewatch it because I kind of forgot a little bit of how Jack Nicholson's Joker laugh is. I loved his laugh. Like I need to play a clip for you. When when Cesar Romero's is really good too. Oh, Cesar Romero is the best, dude. (laughs) Like he's he's freaking patient zero. In our list of Joker. <laughs> and then it's like Mark Hamill, then Heath Ledger, uh, Cesar Romero. Just, and then I, way at the bottom, it's Jared Leto. <laughs> at least for me. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, yeah. That's Joaquin true. Phoenix could very well be worse than Jared Leto. I don't see that happening. I don't either. I don't either. I guess we'll find out. Um, I still I want to hear a laugh from Joaquin I do too. Phoenix. But. In this trailer, like it shows, like how high tech these like toys really are, because like when the he kid looked like o- an Iron Man, dude, yeah, a little like he had like you could see the the overalls kind of going over, yeah, and then something was closing over what looked like a little arc reactor, and then he pulled like the shirt, yeah. Um, what I found interesting is like right when the kid ripped the uh, plastic off, like uh the um the doll like actually like scans his full body, so I'm like, damn, how advanced is this thing? Freaking advanced as shit. <laughs> And then a what's like, the did it do um, it to that mom too? I don't know, um, but I like that like the fi- like the like the final shot besides like the silhouette that we see um, is it looks like when they're in the um, buddy uh, like uh, factory, which if it's like kind of goes off of like how Child's Play Two was with the good guy doll factory, I freaking love because that is one of my favorite scenes in any Child's Play movie. That was a damn good scene. Ah. Uh, that was a damn good scene, dude. I hate that. Um, I feel like the um one of the shots that we got was the uh, the store full of the good guy dolls, and then they're buddy dolls. Buddy, they're not good what, guy. It's not good Come, guy. No, it's buddy. Yeah, that's what they're called. Good buddy. No, it's no. It's called buddy. Where am I getting good guy doll from? Well, that's what the original Chucky's called. Is good guy. Oh, and yeah. they're just calling these buddies. Yeah, they're called. Yeah, these are called buddies. Dumb. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least they kept Chucky. Fair enough. Well, they have to. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. True. You can really call it a Child's Play remake if you change the doll's name. Okay. Correction, then. The buddy, it looked like there was like a store where they were all stacked. And then later, it was like the same shot, but all the toys were just kind of on the floor. Or it just looked like it had been destroyed. Yeah. I'm interested to see, because nowadays, let's face it, kids don't play with dolls anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm very interested to see how the Caslin Corporation is able to 
create a toy that is like literally so advanced that a kid's like, oh, I'm going to choose this over an iPad. That's going to be interesting. Well, my baby cousin, like, she's seven, I think. Six or seven. Yeah. And she still plays with dolls. Then your cousin is awesome. Yeah. Because no, like, I hate Does your nephew? Yes, he does. Yeah. So. So maybe there's just an age where people stop. Yeah. But I feel they stop too young now. Like. How old's your your nephew? He is five. He's five? And he still does? I, like, I didn't really have dolls. I had, like, G.I. Joes and stuff. Growing and up I with a sister, pl- I did play with dolls. I'll fully admit that. Well, yeah, it's a different situation when you're yeah. the brother with an older sister. If it was, like, a sister with an older brother and you were the older brother with the doll, I'd be a little more concerned. <laughs> but you were the Fair. younger brother, so it's a, it makes a little bit more sense. Okay. Like, I didn't stop playing with G.I. Joes till I was, like... Maybe ten, and then I kind of just stopped. Um, I didn't start stop playing with action figures till I started junior high. <laughs> okay, maybe I should have grown up a little faster. Well, that's not true. We have freaking these <laughs> true. figures. They're just true. not action figures. True, and we don't actually, you know, like go around and actually like play with them. Yeah, of course we don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guess we got a confession session on the this you episode. You can't prove a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like I don't think they stopped too young. Yeah, but I mean, the kid looks like he's like ten or eleven, doesn't he? <sighs> Maybe like a soft eight. Really soft eight? Okay. And with something that high tech, what kid wouldn't want one? Yeah, true. Because I think Andy in the original is supposed to like be six or seven. I can't remember how old Alex Vincent was. Yeah, he was young. Yeah. And he's like, he freaking literally... got his life screwed. Dude, but like honestly, he's one of the cutest kids to ever be put on screen. Alex Vincent was adorable when he was a little kid. There were a few that were more cute than really? him. Uh, Macaulay Culkin was. Yeah, okay. Macaul- Alex Vincent and uh, Macaulay Culkin. Probably my two. Ah, shit. I forget his name. Something Osmond. It's not Donnie. That's the only Osmond I can think of right now. Uh, the The kid from The Sixth Sense. Oh, um... Oh, crap. Uh... Oh, yeah, because he kind of still has, like, a baby face. He does, but he has a beard, so it makes up for it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a strong little bit. Um, Oh, my God. Dude, I can't take anyone serious. I don't know about you, but I can't take people seriously that have a baby face. Yeah, I can't I can't either. Like, I'm glad that he's in oh, comedy Haley now. Oh, isn't it Haley Joel Osment? That's it. Yeah. I'm freaking dumb, not Osmond. <laughs> I, I knew hey, it you were close. Like a, yeah, you were close. I mean, instead of a D, it was like a T. Yeah. Yeah, he was freaking cute as shit, too. Yeah. I forget what movie he was in. Secondhand Lions? Okay, he was in that one. There was one movie. I don't know if you would have seen it, because it it's kind of an out there movie. The Country Bears. No, not Country Bears, either. He was. I, I, was, I didn't even notice as a kid that he was in there. Now, he was in this movie where he gets, like, kidnapped from these two guys. 
or by these two guys, and he just annoys the living shit out of them the entire movie. It's freaking hilarious. Why does that sound familiar? Yeah, I'd have to I I'll have to IMDb that later. Okay. Um, but moving on. Yeah. Happy Death Day to You trailer number two, which I felt it was literally just the first trailer shortened. A little. It did have some new footage. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I'm still really excited for the sequel. And the director has actually come out and said, like, if a third one happens, he has a, like an idea that's like so bonkers for it. I like, I, th- I think he said. So I think the second one actually, the way it ends, like, l- um, leaves room for a third one that would be like extremely bonkers. And if that's the case, I am like so on board. Dude, if I, I love the second. All one. types of on board with this movie. Like, I was so hesitant about watching it because I'm like, it's just another Groundhog's Day. And it was, but it had a fresh enough take yeah, on it. Yeah, it worked. And I love how they like <laughs> they reference it as a joke at the end. He's like, oh, dude. Or he's like, you know what? Literally, what you just lived through sounds like Groundhog Day. And she's like, what? He's like, Bill Murray? Groundhog Day? Ghostbusters? She's like, okay, when she said she hadn't seen Ghostbusters... <laughs> If this was like a like a blind date, and she said, "Oh, I haven't seen Ghostbusters." Yeah, I'm sorry. There's the door. We're done here. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong with you if you haven't at least seen the original Ghostbusters, dude. I loved how in th- uh, this one, how this had an actual goal. Yeah. It did. Like, none of the other ones where they relive the same day over and over. It's just kind of until they've learned their lesson. Yeah. No, like, she has to stop her killer. Yeah. Like, there's Unless... a, an end goal, like, a clear end goal. Yeah. I just find it interesting that it's not only her life, her life, who's in hers. Oh, my gosh. I can't talk. It's not only her life that is in jeopardy. It's literally all of her friends. And I think yeah. that's so I think that's a really good place for a sequel to go. I liked how they took her back completely to the yeah, first movie. D- like the way she's like freaking out. She's like, ah! <laughs> oh, just like throws the girl's clipboard and everything. Dude, when I saw that, I was just, I was so freaking pumped. Yeah. I was just like, yes. Like we get to see all this shit again, but I'm also afraid that she's just going to go and spoiler alert, just bushwhack her roommate. Like, I hope it's not just her roommate again. No, it seemed like their the roommate actually died. If I'm, does she bushwhack the roommate? No, and it's it looks like, no. Yeah, she doesn't bushwhack the roommate. I think like because like it's like totally different this time. The roommate actually dies in a different way. I think like I saw well, her. She actually... got freaking kicked out of the window. Oh well, I thought like I saw her on the like the um, hospital floor in one shot. Was she? Yeah, I mean I could be wrong. Ooh, I have to go watch that again. But I love the concept. Yes, dude. Me I'm too. so pumped. Yeah, I can't wait to see this one. Like, I might go see it this weekend. I might too. See what happens. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then, well, I mean, do you have any other things? Not really. I just like the originality of yeah. of it. How there's actual clear angle. Like yes. I said, all the other ones don't. It's just kind of they just keep dying, yeah. and it's like. You've learned your lesson. Now you can continue on with your life. What I loved about the first one is how, um, even though like she kept like waking back up, every like the ways that she was dying, it was still affecting her body. And even the doctor said like you should be dead right now. Yeah, 
I, I loved yeah. that. Like when, yeah, when that brought up, I'm like, oh shit. Okay, well, I love that little detail that you put in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I love how this is. Would you consider that movie like a horror comedy, or like a thriller I'd comedy? Say, I'd say a thriller comedy. I mean, like I jumped like once, um, but I think it's more like yeah, a thriller. Um, I love the mask too, dude. The the mask is so weird, but it it fits. It, it fits. Yeah, <laughs> I love like oh, what was that scene from the first Halloween? That Christian made a Snapchat about. Where wasn't it like he was either driving or something and he was like, she was like looking away, saw someone drive by and he was just like looking at her. Just like oh, is this it when really she... weird, just staring moment. Is it when she's in cl- her, uh, one of her classes and she looks out the window and Michael Myers is just standing there? No, it was like a really funny one. Okay. Like a really f- I think it was like they were standing down. Is someone there like walking down the street and like he drives by or like really slow and then one of her friends shouts out, Hey, jerk, speed kills and yeah, slams and then he... on the brake? Okay. Yeah, like it, I think it was that one. Okay. I love like how the the baby face could do the same thing. Like when he fell down the stairs and she's like, Ha ah! and he just like crawled up on all fours and looked up really fast. Oh, I, yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, I'm super. I'm, I'm excited. I am too. Really, no more thoughts on it. I'm just yeah. pumped. Uh, yeah. Um. All right, and then our last trailer is yeah. the <laughs> new uh, look at Aladdin, and we got our first look at Will Smith as genie. Eh. Uh, okay. Um. So I saw it before you. Yeah, you did. And I forgot what your first response was. I think you're like, oh, this looks bad. Yeah, yeah, I I I remember telling you like this is just this looks terrible. Yeah, um, I think I said that Will Smith looks like someone or like the genie was supposed to be someone else, and then they were just like, "Oh shit, this person couldn't do it. Let's just face swap it with." <laughs> yeah, you did <laughs> with uh with Will Smith. It looks on like Snapchat. a Snapchat. Yeah, Snapchat filter gone wrong. <laughs> And it does. It does. It His really... face does not work for no. Genie. Like, the voice I can get over. Yeah. The... Because, like, Robin Williams' voice didn't really fit with, like, the style uh, that they were going for with, like, Aladdin. Like, Robin Williams just felt like a, a separate part of the movie, yeah. which I think will smith does too he feels like a separate portion of the the movie okay and so i can let the voice go like he talks a lot more like maybe what i'm saying is the the genie talks a little bit more modern yeah okay i can get that so kind of like deadpool where it's, it's like no one knows what he's talking about with certain shit all right so that's why i was a little bit uh, okay, letting uh, the voice of Will Smith go. The face, I cannot get over. Yeah, I can't either. So bad. So bad. And um, you know that he's not going to be in that form the entire movie. No. Uh-uh. He's going to be in a, like a human form, which pisses me off. Yeah. Oh, it pisses me off, too. I'm, I'm kind of scared to see a second trailer after this. 
Because I know there's going to be one. I need to see more, dude. Like, they need to sell me on Genie. Aladdin looked really good, though. Aladdin looked really good. Jasmine, she was... Eh. <laughs> Jafar looked a little much. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. But, but the, the monkey looked alright. And the parrot looked alright. I feel it's kind of hard to go wrong with a CGI parrot and a CGI monkey. Yeah, that wasn't really saying a lot. <laughs> um, when Aladdin's coming in through the street in like the big-ass parade, I thought that was going to be a lot more magical. I did too. Than it was. I remember you bringing that up. Like, like I told if you, you pause it on that, the, you can tell what the set is. And it looks yes. super tiny. Yeah. And like, you can't go tiny with... That scene. No, uh-uh. Like I told you, though, the music was really good. The music was all right. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see the soundtrack when it comes out. Oh, We're going to get a Genie song, aren't we? Probably. Probably. Fantastic. I know, right? Get excited. Get excited. I'm not. I'm not even a tiny bit excited. <laughs> Yeah, they need they they need to sell me on Genie. They need to. They need to make him look better, <laughs> or they one. need to sell me on him. Otherwise, I'm this is not one I'm going to go see on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of the words, but like I was going to say, like I'm not going to go see this. Um. I was gonna say I'm not gonna go see this opening weekend. I'm not, and I was like, no, I think that's a given. I'm not gonna go see this sometime during the week, given. I'm like, and then five dollar Tuesday, maybe a little too generous on that. And I'm like, <laughs> not on purpose. Like sticky shoe, maybe. Yeah. Like this might be one. I hate that, seeing movies there. It might be one that I go see with my family. All right. Maybe. Yeah, may- it's, <laughs> unless it's I got a, something better to do that day. It's a strong maybe. It's a really strong maybe. Yeah. Uh, All right. What is your ranking of the three trailers that we got this week? Okay, so these ones are really close for me. Okay. But Happy Death Day to you is number one. Really? Just because. Is it? It's just kind of already been established. Like you know what to expect. Yeah. Okay. So that's there was fair. A, there was a lot more. Like you got you. Get, there was a lot more story to get out okay. of it. Child's play. The child's play. You just you didn't get too much story. Yeah. So it's hard for me to build expectation off that. All right. That's fair. But Aladdin's like number seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way at the bottom. Like number ten so- doesn't even like begin to explain how low it is. Yeah, like number 10, just because I don't want to go any higher. <laughs> um, For me, number one is actually Child's Play. Because I liked that they showed us so little, and I think it worked. Like, it gets... I'm glad that they didn't show really any of... They, I mean, they showed a little bit of the story, but really not anything. And I loved that. I'm still so on board for this movie. Um, And then number two is Aladdin. Why well, you're... You're really not gonna give me no, because I know you're messing with <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not even going to acknowledge your stupidness. <laughs> Damn it! All right, I know yeah, your no. tricks, asshole. <laughs> okay, number one, child's play. Number two, Happy Death Day to you. 
And then number 35, Aladdin. Well, that's a little generous. <laughs> yeah, you know, it kind of is. Like, I want this movie to be good. I really do. I don't want this movie to fail. But everything that I've seen, I'm just like, oh. Yeah. It, I want this one. I want Aladdin to succeed because I want more live action Disney movies. Like, I think a lot of movies would look really good. Yeah, like no. I think Little Mermaid would be friggin' amazing. It look it'd be a little Aquaman-y now, <laughs> <laughs> but I still think it would be incredible to see. Yeah, I would. I, like, I, I think completely visually, agree. just it'd oh, be incredible, dude, it'd be gorgeous. Uh, Dumbo would be. Well, we're already getting Dumbo. Yeah, I mean Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about that. Dumbo looks good. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for Dumbo. Um, Dumbo, Dumbo, and The Lion King. I'm really excited for. Aladdin is kind of like pushing it. Yeah, like Aladdin's I'm trying like, to think of any other Disney movies that would not Pinocchio. I'm de- like I've told you, I'm done with live action Pinocchios. <sighs> that one, I'm trying to think of like a a style that they could do it in. It's kind of but hard. yeah, I'm done with live action <gasps> Pinocchios too. Aristocats, Aristocats would be cool. That would be oh, I'd be, I'd be very interested to see them do Aristocats. Dude, that would be so cool. And I hate cats, but I would love that movie. <laughs> Is that like the only like cat movie you'll actually watch? Yeah. I think that's really the only cat movie that there is based solely around cats. That would be a really good one, dude. I I'd would love so, to see that. I'd be so excited for that. If they did it right. Yeah. This is like all if they did it right. Robin Hood, I... Oh, no. I can't really see Robin Hood. That one might be hard. That one could be really hard, actually. The the yeah. rescuers, rescuers down under. Yeah, we're kind of like pushing to like kind of like lesser known Disney properties here. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like that could work a little bit. I don't know if they they want to like try Snow White, considering how many live action versions there've been. And Sleeping- that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Snow White could work. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of funny. Considering that, I I feel like that's like a very. Yeah. Um, I feel it's like a very like high bar to fulfill. Considering that was Walt Disney's first hand drawn computer animated movie. Um, and I think that's that's considered his baby. So I feel that. I heard it somewhere that he wants them all redone. Yeah, it's been said that he wanted them redone every, I think, like 20 years. Or I think it was maybe more than that, just so um, the Disney magic could be um, expressed to a a new generation. Which I respect, but at the same time, I'd rather... Snow White is super slow. I completely disagree. Like, I... I think it is, uh, personally. I don't know. I'd rather... With some, I'd literally just have rather have them like um do like a, a new like update how it looks like put it on like, like a remaster yeah like and then just put that out and kids are like oh is you know like this that's how they uh are uh basically the Disney magic is brought to them in their ages it's it's still the classic but it's just been updated a little bit just in terms of graphics okay. Yeah, Snow White would be a rough one, but 
like I I know that this would happen and I don't want to be that asshole. But no. you know Peter Dinklage is getting involved if they do Snow White. And oh, I would yeah. love that. Dude. Like I'd never want to miss an opportunity to see Peter Dinklage. Dude, I want to see Peter Dinklage as grumpy. So bad. Dude, he's the only one that I think would fit as grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think he could probably pull off all of the seven dwarfs. Dude, he's seriously good. Yeah. Like Dude, dude, can you make so, all of them? That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Oh, they'd have to. I would. Dude, oh, I, just I feel like they would promote that, like, uh, like Norbit, featuring Peter Dinklage and Peter Dinklage and Peter Dinklage. I'd love to see him, especially as bashful and dopey. Oh my gosh, oh, that'd be great ideas. I, I doubt that they would do that. Yeah, I doubt it too. But I want Peter Dinklage is grumpy. There's a comedian that I really love, Brad Williams. Yeah. He's hilarious. I Inappropriate think. as shit though. <laughs> so I don't know if Disney would ever hire him. Yeah. Um but I could see him doing like bashful or uh or dopey. And then gosh, I'm the worst with British ones, but the guy that played a lot of the, or prof, one of the professors in Harry Potter, he did like a lot of the the, the oh, goblin. Oh, roles. um, I know who you're talking about, but I forget his name. Yeah, he played um Grip Hook, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he would. He oh, he'd be, be great. Good at yeah, he'd be great as one of the dwarves. Yeah, I, I forget his name though. I yeah, totally forget his name. There aren't a lot. I wonder if the only thing stopping Disney from doing Snow White is because they don't have small people actors. I mean, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't think of any others off the top of my head. We got Snow White, but we only got five. And we got three. (laughs) Three of the dwarves. (laughs) Uh, But uh, that'd be a great freaking movie. Yeah, that would. Anyway. All right. What do you say we jump into our main event of the evening? Let's do it. It's time! Time for the main event. Let's play game. All right. Uh, with this main event of the evening, we will be doing our All Bros breakdown of Bohemian Rhapsody. Which is getting quite a lot of um, awards uh, buzz and has actually taken home a lot of, I think, awards so far, especially um, when it comes to uh, Rami uh, Malik's performance as Freddie Mercury. And I think he deserves it all because he was absolutely fantastic as him. He was, dude. He blew me away. Yeah. Like, there was, oh, there wasn't a single scene where he wasn't believable. In. No, not. I feel every person, like, I've, the the rest of the band was kind of, like, pushed to the side. A little bit, but, but you, you understand. Yeah. It was focused around. But everybody him. that played um, a part uh, in Queen, they all did a great job portraying their roles. I can't think of any actor in this movie that didn't portray, that wasn't a good actor, that didn't portray their role well. Yeah. Um, I feel like this movie, I think they... The the original band wanted it kind of that way, yeah. I th- to yeah, focus I th- a little bit more because of the 
such the rough, like, what a rough time Freddie Mercury had. Yeah. Like, I actually learned this in the movie that uh, I Want to Break Free video that they made where they were dressed in drag. Yeah. I did. I th- honestly thought for the longest time that that was Freddie Mercury's idea. I didn't realize it was the drummer's. Yeah, I didn't either. I literally walked into this movie knowing nothing about Queen and walked out like with an abundance of knowledge. And I'm so happy that I have all that knowledge now. There were some inaccuracies. Yeah, that yeah, that's what I've heard. And it, it's just timeline stuff, okay. mostly. All right. But from what I understand, the band or the rest of Queen were very happy with the movie and how it that's portrayed good. him. I I mean I I don't know how like true Freddie Mercury fans would feel, but I feel Freddie Mercury would be proud of how Rami Malek portrayed him in this movie. Oh, I agree. Um. So before we get too much further into this, yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, you're fine, dude. Okay. Quit apologizing. I know. Shit. Uh, ah, it's a habit. I hate it. Yeah. You knock it off. Yes, sir. Okay. So we have our newest format, which our old format wasn't really working with us with how yeah. well we would critique a movie. Yeah. We were just talking about our favorite parts and who we thought could get kicked out of the movie. Yep. Which I don't think makes for really good no. critiquing. Yeah, I, I agree. So we updated our system a little bit. Um, so we split the movie into seven different categories. Eight, if you count the genre-specific one. Um, so we talk about... Our first category is the story, uh, which we grade on a scale of 0 to 100. Um, the theme of the movie, we kind of try to grasp what the overall theme of it was, and then once again grade it from zero to a hundred. Uh, we grade the acting, we discuss the character development a little bit. Uh, we talk about the music, any effects that there were, uh, the costumes we'll grade, and then we kind of discuss what the uh, the genre is, which we came to the, the conclusion that it's a musical drama. Yes. Yep. And then our final grade. Um, at the end, we come up with a percentage of like an average of all of our, um, our grades, and then we have our uh, our grading system, and then we come up with our um, our final grade for the movie. Yep. So the first one that we're going to talk about. Story. Um, it's really Freddie Mercury's story, in my opinion. You, I mean, you definitely like see like how Queen is started. I think it's really cool that he runs into um the, uh, I'm sorry, I do not know the other names of Queen, and I feel really bad. I do not know them either. Okay, but I'm I haven't pulled up. Okay, so the um so there's Freddie. Okay. Um, Brian May, which. From the looks of it, was the guitar player. Okay. And then who was the drummer? Roger Taylor. Ro- so, Brian and Roger? Yeah, Brian and Roger, and then their bass player was John Deacon. So, he didn't come until later, right? Uh, So, he didn't come in until... Well, af- it was after Freddie joined the band. Okay, yeah, so sorry, that's what it was. Yeah. He, so, once jo- Freddie joined, they asked if he could play bass guitar. He said no. 
And then they're just like, all right. And then they went and found a bass player. Yeah. Okay. Okay, sorry. Can you remind me of those names again? Uh, Yeah. Brian, Roger, and John. Brian, Roger, John. But Brian and Roger are the two that... The were... guitarist and the Brian... the drummer. Okay. So Brian and Roger, um, I thought it was interesting how like literally they had already they already had a band started and uh, Freddie was actually a f- really big fan of them, um, but I what is it their bass player left for I can't remember what d- didn't he get like a better uh, offer like like for a band that was actually going to go somewhere he thought yeah okay and he was uh their bass player too okay because it was just the the three oh yeah okay so I thought it was cool how um Freddie Freddie became a uh, part of their band and then what is the fourth guy's name i'm sorry john deacon john deacon i thought he I, would you say he came in like a like a quarter into the movie or was it he came in around the same time well little he after came into Freddy. the band a little bit after freddy okay yeah all right so about a quarter into the movie would you say about that or a little or a maybe little sooner earlier maybe like yeah. fifth into it yeah i think <laughs> yeah um but no, no, it's really interesting, you know, like seeing how his fa- uh, Freddie's family, um, especially his dad, um, how his dad felt with how he wanted to be a musician. Like he, did, I think, wasn't his dad a doctor or something like that? I can't remember what his dad was. I forget as well. But I think his dad wanted him to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, um, I think he he just wanted him to do something that he would change the world. Yeah. Or that his dad thought would change the world. Oh, look and what happened. yeah, exactly. Um, and it did. Like yeah. eventually it did. Um, he was like sup- he wasn't super supportive of what Freddie wanted to do no. when it came to the music. But the opportunities that he was able to do with the music and, and I don't the things that he was able to change with it, uh, I feel opened his dad's eyes a little bit. Yeah. I really got to see this movie again because I can't remember um, when Freddy comes out as um, being a homosexual. Wh- is his dad supportive of it or is his dad completely against it? Because I know you've seen it um, recently, um, more more recent than me. Yeah. Uh, I think he was a l- that he I don't know if he ever really came out to his family because he yeah. talked to about um what's his face it's not shit <laughs> uh so many characters <laughs> what's his name Jim Hunton yeah that's what it was yeah so he talked about Jim as his friend and okay, then yeah, his, that's true. His, then his mom gave him a little look, and he, him and his mother shared a bit of a look. Yeah, that's what and it was. I think his mother knew. Yeah, and his dad was just kind of not oblivious to it, but just he didn't want to come out. And yeah, I see. I gotta watch this movie again. But I mean, I there still do a rem- remember a lot. Excuse me. There really were. There re- really, really were. Um, so with the story, um. Great, like I think how it was portrayed with Queen becoming how big of a band it is today. Like, literally, you can walk around and like everyone at least knows one song that was written by Queen. It's I feel it's literally even if they don't know it's written by Queen. Yeah, like there's not I don't, I can't think of one person that doesn't know "We Will Rock You" or even "Bohemian Rhapsody." Maybe the Amish. 
Okay, yeah. True. <laughs> and they're True. even a stretch. True. They're like, uh, we've heard it a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's really hard to find a person who hasn't at least heard of Queen in one song. Um, so I think the way that they were were able to portray of how Queen came to be, and especially the very moving story of um, how Freddie Mercury became the person that he was before he sadly died, um, I think they did a fantastic job. Um, so I don't know. I'm thinking like a ninety, like a like a ninety five. I'm thinking more 90-ish. 90? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to be super harsh on it because yeah. the story was amazing. Yeah. But there were a few pacing issues Okay. in it. And it was mostly when they were doing the writing at the the barn that I felt there was a little stuff where I, yeah, okay. I, saw, I felt myself kind of It kind of like takes you out of the bit, movie. A little bit. Yeah. Like you kind of feel like the movie like comes to a stop there and then it doesn't kind of like take off again until like they actually leave the barn yeah okay all right i can yeah i I can completely agree with that so 90 yeah i would agree yeah uh seriously nothing against it there were just the the pacing with it was uh was just a little off um so that's what maybe the five percent i'm taking off and the other five was just for little issues here and there yeah i can agree with that um, I really enjoyed with, um, with how they portrayed it because I thought that they were going to do what they did have done in every other, uh, movie about people that I enjoy, like singing wise, like, uh, with I walk the line, they kind of made Johnny Cash out to be a really big asshole. See, I've, I've never seen walk the line. The bit, uh, it's a, it's a good one. It is. Yeah. The um the music's like freaking rock solid. The only one I've really distinctly remember music biopic is Straight Outta Compton. I have not seen that one. I mean, if if you do ever see it, just know that there, there's a lot of cussing in it. Um, and I I, didn't I don't know see you... that one because I'm not in the rap. Okay, at see all. that's fair. I mean, I I NWA I think is a really good band. Um, or or yeah yeah. Um, and like, especially, uh, easy East story in that movie is absolutely incredible. And the actor that played him was amazing. Um, but I don't know where I was going with that. Actually, them for being portrayed as assholes. Cause I, I, that's the route I thought they were going to take Freddie Mercury that he that's was going what to be I thought so like too. an asshole that just gets redeemed at the end. He and, wasn't, he was super yeah, cool. Like you really felt, yeah, you felt bad for him throughout the movie. Like he, you really felt for him. He wasn't the one I ended up hating. <laughs> oh, I hated his, um, what, what, what was his, uh, uh, Paul. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Freaking I want screw Paul. Oh, I wanted to strangle him. Yeah, Paul sucks. Um, yeah, I thought like throughout this, he was he was never an asshole. He was never like purposely trying to leave people out. He it was his family, but he also thought that there were things that he needed to work through on his own, and he got manipulated into doing things differently. 
like he got manipulated into leaving the band, which yes. is one of the inaccuracies of the movie because I really? don't think Queen ever broke up like that or they ever split oh. like that. I think Freddie went and did his own thing, but that was also when like the, the other band members were doing their own thing with Oh, like, okay. From what I understand, I may be 100% wrong on that. All right. But that's what I'm what I understand. Hmm. I wonder if there's like another documentary that like goes over like maybe like the stuff that they missed. In- I think there is. There my is? mom so my mom actually I saw the uh the final performance that they did for the, like the charity performance. I saw that in a documentary with my mom. But my mom like she skipped over all of the the informational stuff and and skip straight to the final performance um so there is a documentary out there isn't wasn't that i th- wasn't it said that uh the way it's portrayed in the movie that's actually how long the performance was and how long it was filmed like they actually got the whole damn thing filmed i'm pretty sure okay yeah it was I'm... a long yeah it was a long performance it was an amazing performance oh absolutely though. Um. Yeah. So I. So from my understanding, and any of you, bros or. I don't think we've ever specified this, but bros isn't specific to just dudes. Like girls. Yeah, can I don't be think we've too. ever specified that. Yeah. Yeah. Girls can be bros too. Um. Yeah. Straight so if any of you that. bros know, the uh know of any different information please email us yes and let me know if i'm wrong on this um but i'm pretty sure that they so they didn't split up and when they did it was because that they had personal family stuff going on okay and freddie was alone Mm. so he was just like i need to go do something and so that's why he he would all of his solo performances. Okay. So it wasn't him leaving the band. All ever. Right. All right. It makes more sense. That was now. just a Hollywood dramatization. I mean, that's, I feel it's a given in this kind of movie. Like they, they have to like put stuff in like that to like keep the viewer. Um, what's the word? Sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another inaccuracy that I know of, he was not diagnosed with, AIDS until after the final that performance in the movie. Really? Yeah. He oh. didn't find out about that until after. So he didn't know anything. So I feel like that was supposed to be like tugging at your heartstrings. Which yeah. From your looks, it totally did. It did. But yeah, when he has to break it to his team members, someone's like, oh. Yeah. Especially but... like how like he uh. Ah, damn it! Like the way he's like, you know, I want to be re- go out and be remembered for the um joy that I brought to people and the music that I made, not for the condition that I have. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> so that kind of sucks that that was inaccurate. Yeah, I was a little bummed out about that because I'm like, oh, if this was actually how it happened, that would be so cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was another inaccuracy. I'm I'm sure there were more, but uh, that one that hurts the most. 
Uh, so theme. I think the theme of this one, and maybe like you can get into it if you think I'm wrong, but was family in a way or like a self-discovery like what do you think i would i would definitely go with self-discovery i think that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah but i mean it definitely is kind of like there is family aspects of it um but i do think it's more of a it's more of like a journey of self-discovery for freddie coming into your own yeah exactly okay yeah i i can i can get with that um so, I, with his relationship with Mary, okay. I loved that. Oh, I did too. And Like when he this, proposed to her, I'm like, aww. Yeah, I know. So sweet. And that, or uh, the song that he wrote for her, Love of My Life, yeah. I loved how he, how that didn't change who it was for. No, it didn't. No. Even though his sexual preference did change yes and this is something i got into with bronson but during the super bowl about this movie but i realized that i was fighting a losing battle with him okay he doesn't he when he was singing that song when freddie was singing that song and bronson made a comment and said dude but you're gay bro like I'm like you're the love of your life can still can be someone that you're not married to. Yeah, exactly. Or someone that you're in a physical relationship with. Yeah. The love of your life can be someone else. Yeah. Like for most single dads, that the love of their life is their daughter. Mhm. They're not married to their daughter and like if I had one and like Braille was out of the picture, that would be the love of my life. Yeah. And then that like I could have friends too that fall into that category. Like Rail watches Grey's Anatomy and they have a description for saying that someone's their person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that fits into a lot of different categories. It does. Or like, I've I've heard that saying too. Yeah. Like, uh, like soulmate love of your life, your person, whatever. Like, I feel like even people that I'm not with anymore, yeah, that I was with at some point, I felt at a time that they were my soulmate, and I feel maybe in a different way that that still applies to them. I get you. I mean, I'm not with them. Yeah. But they had an impact on my life that's going to stand the test of time, so that's kind of like that part of me is going to be in associated with them. Yeah. Just like there are going to be things about me for the rest of my life that are going to be associated with Brielle and things in my life that I've gone through and dealt with that are associated with you. Yeah. Doesn't make you like, I'm, I would never tell you that you're the love of my life. Aww. But you're, I'll say, that's why I was going with Grey's Anatomy. Like, you're my person. Yeah. And Brielle is the love of my life, along with any daughter that I have or ch- any child that I have is going to be the love of my life. And I liked how 
she knew who he was before he did. He was so yeah. he was in denial, or I don't think he was in denial. I think he honestly felt like he was bisexual when he told her that. Yes, yeah. And she was the one that says, no, you're gay. And I was just like, and she, she didn't have any hard feelings about that no. either. She she even said, like, like I, I can't be, like, she was upset. Yeah. But she wasn't mad. She's, but she's like, like, I, I, I can't, can't help it. it. Like, it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that part when she said that. She's like, I can't help your feelings. It's not your fault you're this way. Like, yeah. I loved that so much. Yeah. I. His story wasn't something that you feel like you weren't upset with someone other than Paul. Screw Paul. Yes. <laughs> Can we just kick his ass out of the movie? <laughs> like, seriously. But everyone else was just so supportive of, supportive yeah. of him. No kidding. Like, and how crazy he was. He wasn't even crazy. Like, how he wanted to be himself. And I think that that was portrayed really well, especially with his outfits, which we're going to get into costumes later. And I have lots to say about that. (laughs) But with the theme of self-discovery, which I think we've decided that's what it is. There wasn't a whole lot of issues that I had with this. Me there were either. maybe some nitpicks, if I'm but, thinking but really, like really hard. Tiny, yeah. They are, and they're not even worth bringing up. Yeah. So I'm, I'd have to say 95 on this one. I, I would too. Like really strong it's, 95. It's, it's truly amazing seeing how far Freddie Mercury comes in this movie. It's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, acting. I had zero issue with any uh, yeah. of the acting. Like, even Paul, who is an absolute dick, the <laughs> guy that played him, did a very good job. He did such a good job, dude. <laughs> I like. I hated him. Yeah, he played the dick very well. The only actor that I had an issue with was the guy that was releasing their album. The one that they brought Bohemian Rhapsody to. You mean Mike Myers? Was that Mike Myers? Yeah, you didn't know that? What? Yeah, that was Mike Myers. Yeah, <laughs> the guy that Freddie Mercury says, uh, you'll forever be known as the person who turned down Queen. Right? No shit! Yeah, that's Mike Myers. Oh my gosh. I know, you really can't tell because of all the makeup and shit. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's Mike Myers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that blew my freaking mind. <laughs> well, his was the acting I had an issue with. <laughs> I would honestly have to agree. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't Holy know. Like, shit. Yeah, his acting felt like a little out of place for the movie. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Everyone else felt like really. Oh, yeah. Everyone else was literally perfect. Dude, I loved their lawyer. What was his name? Jim Beach. Oh, yes. Oh, I, I loved, loved him. That. Like, I thought he was like a dead serious dude. And she, he's just like, what's your name? Or when Freddie's just like, what's your name? And he's like, Jim Beach. And he's like, eh, no. Like, I'm renaming you Miami. <laughs> and then the when, <laughs> what's his name? Ray Foster? Yeah. When he's just like, you got nothing to say about this, Jim? And he's like, it's Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, you're the best. <laughs> oh, that was great. 
Like that might have been my favorite line from the movie. <laughs> it's Miami. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um all the uh, all the rest the rest of the acting was like super on yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Like I cannot stress enough how amazing Rami Malek was. Yeah, like there was literally nothing wrong with his performance. Nothing. It was practically perfect in every way. Yeah, there's a scene that he does where he's talking to Mary in her apartment with the lights on with the lights thing and the drinking. Yeah. When I think about it, it feels weird. Mhm. But I've gone back and watched that scene in like a YouTube clip. Yeah. And it works. Like when I think about it too hard, I'm like, how in the hell does that work? But the way he pulled it off was just awesome and you feel like really just heartbroken about it too you're just like oh freddie (laughs) the way he was able to portray this character is truly remarkable truly yeah and i i have a real hard time giving a 95 but i feel like with michael myers it's mike myers not michael myers whatever i'm sorry i hate it when people call him michael myers Mike is short for Michael. I don't care. There's Mike Myers, the actor, and then there's Michael Myers, the serial killer. (laughs) I'm sorry. Whatever. I want to give it a 95 just because he brings it down just a little bit. If it wasn't for him, it'd be 100. It would. But, yeah. Very much so. It would be 100. Uh, Character development. I feel like there was, there wasn't a ton. When it came to side characters, I don't think there was a lot. Like you really didn't see get to see any of the other, um, uh, members of Queen evolve. Really, I mean, literally, like as the movie progressed, you saw, oh, I, I guess they got married. I guess they had kids. You know, like they, mm-hmm. they had a life of their own. But with Freddie Mercury, like it was completely his story. You right. saw his character develop from a kid that literally just loved music but didn't really know where he wanted to go in life to one of the greatest singers of any generation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Um like you said, this is Freddy's movie. So I have a hard time docking points for the character development of the rest of the band. Yeah. But you, with Mary, she was also like a pretty main character. She was. She so was. I'm, I want to, I want to dock a little bit because I feel like we could have gotten a little bit more from Brian and Mart or and Roger. Yeah, that's true. And maybe a little bit more from Deacon. Yeah. But so, would you think say like a ninety five as well? I want to say ninety. Ninety because of just the development yeah. that they did skip over. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'd have to agree because the the development of them was just really just kind of just out of the blue. Yes, it was. The only one that we got real step by step was with Freddy. Yeah, and his was just incredible. Yeah, like, like I'm. You can totally see how it went with him. Um. Well, this one's not going to be hard. Music, no. freaking hundred. Yeah. Oh. 
every song was performed beautifully. I really liked how they didn't always play the version that we're familiar with. Yeah. Like it wasn't the uh the studio one. It was always like a live performance. Yes, I liked that a lot. Like and they did that with everything. They did that with his first like the first uh performance that he did with the band. Uh the way that they cut the music into him playing with the band. Mm-hmm. They did the same thing with um when he act when he like auditioned with them. Oh yeah. Like I, I was like, ooh, how are they gonna do this? Because I like that was gonna make or break like the believability because I was like, are they gonna do like play something that Freddie sang on his own? Or Yeah. Like how are they gonna cut that? But they it it was believable. It was. And I don't know about you, but I had a very hard time resisting to not stomp and clap during We Will Rock You. <laughs> it was so hard. Dude, I had chills that entire D- me performance. Too. Oh. The, I... the fi- with We Will Rock You and the final performance just oh. abs- chills. Dude, I had no. I feel so bad for this. I had no idea that Radio Gaga was queen. Are you shit? I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm an awful person for that. Dude, you can hear Freddie Mercury. I, I know. I did not know. I'm awful. I'm a piece of shit for that. You're you're damn right you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admitting it. Thank you. Like, ah. Oh, at least I knew We Are the Champions was queen. Dude, if you didn't know that, I'd have to punch you in the freaking nose. I would accept it with I would accept it with full force. <laughs> That sounds wrong. Eh. Um. I did. There were some. Oh my gosh! You really had a problem with the music and no, no. The music oh. was on point. There. Were... I was like, brah, brah. We about to have a problem here. Bro. No, like moving on to effects, which I think that the oh, voice kind of um, isn't. Don't you want to put a hundred in? Or, I, I mean, did. I'm... What? For music? Oh, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're on effects now. I'm sorry, I have bad eyes. You know this. <laughs> so effects, and I feel like this fits into the effects. Okay, maybe a little bit. Like I, I'm not gonna dock anything because I think they did the best that they could with Rami Malek's voice. There was a, a few things that I had a hard time. Few times, I had a hard time buying the switch between his talking and his singing. Just a few times. Okay, that's fair. During the performances, no issues. Yeah. During when he was like at dinner with his family with Mary. Yeah. And he went and uh, went to the piano and started playing and singing. That's where I had a little bit. That kind of like, yeah, like that kind of like really jumped in. It did. Yeah. But I feel like it's. It's kind of rough to do because you can't get that the audio from stuff. It has to be have been recorded. Yes, like you couldn't get that quality of audio from like a home video. No, uh. Uh-uh. So I I think they did the best that they could. Yeah. So I I'm not going to dock for that effect. That is just one effect that I feel needs to be brought up. Yeah. Um, 
trying to think of like others. And I think like would kind of like get like some of their concert performances, like the little added touches that they made with like wasn't it at We Will Rock You? Weren't there like wasn't there like not like streamers, but kind of like sparklers that came out of from the stage? Okay, mm-hmm. that looked really good. Yeah, like all of the the performances looked really good. Yes, I agree. Yeah, all of the stage performances did. So I don't know if like there's really any other effects. Um, I feel like the stadium that was filled up. Yeah, there were some things wrong with that. Like what? I feel like you could see the animation a little bit. What when you got further back? Up front, you could tell it was, like, real people, but it was, like, the generated people a little further back. Oh, I didn't even look at that. Well, you think they filled that stadium? (laughs) Well, no, I knew they didn't, but I didn't know that the CGI was that, like, that noticeable. Because I wasn't really looking off in that direction. Okay. Well, that's why I like the new system, because I was paying attention to that a little bit more than I would. Yeah. Like I'd have to show it to you, but okay. it's just. Well, I'm gonna you, watch it once again you get tonight, further so. out. Yeah, watch it tonight. Okay. During that that last scene, when you, that you see the the rest of the crowd further out. Okay. Yeah, I'll, just I'll, check it out because okay. that's something I might dock it for dock a, it little a little bit. bit. So, yeah. like, would you like dock it like five points for that? To like yeah. ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, everything else was yeah. just, was really good. I mean, other than that, like, there's really no gra- uh, other effects you can really judge this movie on. Yeah. Uh, one effect that I really enjoyed was the uh, the seeing the audience in his eyes. Yes, I that was that. awesome. That gave me chills. But I also had chills during that like entire performance, so I don't really know if it was from that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think 95, dude. I completely agree. Really good. All right. So you said you have some thoughts about the costumes. Let's the hear cost- them. So they were spot on. They, they were I, beyond spot on, dude. I mean, I really don't have anything to base anything off of because I, like I told you, I literally knew nothing about Queen. Right. But from what I saw, the costumes were absolutely amazing. Looked incredible. They... They were able to pick out and recreate his most iconic um, costumes. Yeah. Damn near flawlessly. Like, like that. I mean, just like the simple white um, tank top jeans and like the spike band was on his was it on his left or his right arm? I want to say his right arm. Okay, his right arm. Like, even though it's so simplistic, they pulled it off so well to where it looks like a fully-fledged, beautiful costume. Mm-hmm. It's an it's iconic. Yeah. It, like, you it can't really think is. Freddie Mercury without thinking of any co- any no. costume that you saw in this. Yeah. Is an iconic Freddie Mercury. Like, his, um... When he had his big old poofy hair... Oh yeah, <laughs> but with the uh, the red and black striped leotard that went down to like his lower stomach. Yeah, 
that's an iconic look for Freddie Mercury. Like if you were to say Freddie Mercury, the first one that goes through my head is the uh, the tank top with the, yeah, the band. That's and the, the same jeans. thing for me. The second one is that black and white leotard. Honestly, the second one that goes through my head is when uh, it's like when he first like shaves his head and like gets the mustache, and it's kind of like that. Um, I don't know what kind of. It's like how when he has like those shoulder pads, and he's at his like party, and he's wearing that kind of like coat with the hat. Oh, like the the queen. Yeah, garb? yeah. That that's like the second one that comes to my mind when you mention Freddie Mercury. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That was spot on too. Like that looked damn near that. It was flawless. I had zero issues with any of the costumes in this. Yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I don't really have anything to go off of because I don't know a lot. But what I saw was amazing. Yeah. So I'm a hundred. Hundred. Yeah. Okay, now the last one that we got is the how it fit as like a musical drama. Um, so as far as like musical, it was fantastic. The the um performances were great. Like you really got into them. Like especially when it came to We Will Rock You. Um. And even with, like, the drama, just seeing, like, what Freddie had to go through to get to the point where he was at. Um, and sadly, you know, like, um, seeing him when he's diagnosed with AIDS, how, thankfully, it doesn't change who he is. And basically, he goes out saying, I don't want to be, be remembered for what disease I have, but of what I, what I gave to my fans. Like, what, how impactful my music was. Mm-hmm. Um and just seeing how all the drama through his life and just like how like you know like how he was you know like put down just all the shit that he had to deal with was tr- some of it was really heartbreaking. Um and I think the biggest testament to this is Rami Malek's performance and how well he was able to ca- able to capture uh Freddie Mercury and just like I really don't have any problems with how like the drama in this or the the musical or like the type of music musical it was in this film yeah i've told you this before about like la la land i have a hard time classifying something as a musical when all of the songs are performances yeah and they just kind of fit with the story um but I do kind of consider this a musical in a way. Yeah, because, I mean, it's actually like stage performances. Well, I don't like to count stage performances. Right. My bad. But there was a... It's like a really soft musical for me. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. But <laughs> it definitely was a drama. Yeah. And like I said before, I loved how they didn't show how messed up he was yes it just showed what like the stuff that he was going through yes um he like when i saw like all the the drugs and stuff that they the other guy was doing yeah i thought that they were going to get dive into like if like he was a junkie that's what i thought too and i was like oh come on guys yeah but they never dived into that like they'd show him with like a drink and 
never was, like snorting. Yeah, but that that was really it. Yeah, like you never see him going through some crazy drug related stuff. Yeah. And I really liked that level of respect. I did too. That they gave. Um, even though I'm sure that there were situations like that. Yes. Yeah. But you, with how fondly it seems that the band members looked upon Freddie, I don't think that that's something that they wanted to see either. Because I know that that was a big issue with the uh, the I Walk the Line movie. Because yeah. they focused a lot about Johnny Cash's drug issues. Who played Johnny Cash in that movie? Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Yeah. Oh. And he did all the singing too, and he was damn good. Oh, let's check it out. Um. Yeah. So. I feel like that was just a, like we knew. I think that the director treated the audience as adults yes. that could just piece together and know that there was something underlying there with uh, with like his drug use. But it was never something that they showed where he was out of control. Yeah. And the drama is usually between two people. But with True. this, it was never really between two people. It, most of the drama was just be- with Freddie. Yeah. Dealing with his stuff. And there was like some st- stuff thrown in with Mary and some thrown in with the band. But most of it was with himself. And it, it was interesting to watch him deal with his inner demons. Mm-hmm. They really treated us like adults with this movie. Yes. They, really they never did. were just like, this is what he's thinking or did like a narration in his head. Yeah. Or anything that like ec- unneeded exposition. Yeah. They treated us like adults. They're like, oh, he's probably going through a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. And I was really grateful for that. Yeah. So, when it comes to genre-specific stuff, because I had an... I'm not quite... If if we didn't throw the musical aspect into it, yeah, I'd probably be a little bit more lenient. But I kind of want to give it a 95. Okay. Just because of the musical aspect. Because it wasn't super musical. It wasn't. Yeah. And, yeah, so, 95? Yeah. 95, maybe? If Why it don't w- you want to if it wants type, to? you asshole? <laughs> there we go. 95, which brings our total or our average to 95, which sits at a A. Kind of a softer A, a little closer to uh, A minus. An A minus, but still, I think it's it's well deserved. I agree. A is a really well deserved score for this movie. Yeah. Um. Can't recommend it enough. No, like seriously, guys, if you have not seen Bohemian Rhapsody, go out and buy it. It came out today. Go buy it. Hell yeah. Okay, well, I think that concludes all of our sh- our breakdown today, huh? Yeah. Uh, like we said, final grade was an A. Um, if you liked this breakdown and want to hear more, you guys can go check out our other episodes or our other breakdowns. Um, just know that our 
the only other format that we use or for like this format is Buster Scruggs. Yep. Um, all of our other breakdowns are in a different format, so do what with that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you liked this and want to hear more um, with the weeks to come, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Um, you can also check out our content on YouTube. Every episode gets released on YouTube as well. Any videos? Coming soon. Coming soon. Hell yeah. Um, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the all bros. No punctuation. Or on Twitter. And our handle is the all bros. Just look out for our logo. Um, if you have something you want us to discuss in the next episode or a movie we should see, be sure to email us at channel at gmail.com, or you can fill out our form on our new website. On our website. I was it's like, not new. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> when was I notified about this? <laughs> on our website, tinyurl.com forward slash thealbros. Again, no punctuation. Um. Also, let us know if I missed anything with like historical inaccuracies, or if I was even close to being right about the stuff that I called out. Because the only one I I know one hundred percent was the timeline on when he found out he was had AIDS. Okay. The other I ones I'm nothing. a little, I'm a little just like heh about. Yeah. But I'm I'm fairly certain that I I'm right. But let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> And we'll uh, we'll read your email or comment or whatever you want to do uh, next week when we do Rose. Uh, do we either because we're watching Halloween on Sunday, right? Aren't we? Yes. Okay. Do we want to do a breakdown of Halloween or do we want to do our um, dream cast of Ghostbusters? What do you think? We haven't done a Dreamcast in a while. Okay. So let's do Dreamcast of mm. Ghostbusters and then Halloween after. Sounds good to me. Cool. So next week, we're going to do a Ghostbusters Dreamcast. So look forward to that. And until I'll then, probably be leading the way on that one. No oh offense. Yeah. Dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, with that, catch you guys next week. This has been the All Bros Podcast. Deuces. Bye. Every gosh damn week, Rose. Every gosh damn week. You need to shut the hell up on that. Get used to it. <laughs>